Welcome, dear listener, to the Weird Sisters podcast, a place of magic, whimsy, and imagination. I'm Emma. And I'm Kate. And we are your witchy hosts for the evening. Hello, darling. Hi, Emma. How are you doing today? I was lovely. I've had a lovely, busy day. How about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been go, go, go. I I need that tea very much. Yeah, we should get inside and get some tea. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. Uh, Emma? Yeah, but do, do you not have the key again? Uh, it's not the hand. Hold, hold this box for me. Hang on. Let me, yeah, let me get no the problem. key. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. It, is, this, is this smell okay? Like, is it safe or...? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's get in for tea then. <laughs> Well, now that we've got our tea, uh, what, should we settle down in our chairs? Because it's it's twilight now in the Emporium and there's no customers right now. Why don't we just have a nice chat and a lovely cup of tea? Does that sound nice? Hello, darling. Hello. <laughs> And how are you today, my beautiful friend? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's actually sunny here today, oh. uh, which is rare this time of year. So I'm I'm basking in all of the vitamin D. Mm, that sounds amazing. We're we're currently um, at the time of recording. We are in an igloo, so things are <laughs> things are icy and spicy outside. <laughs> Going to be hiding inside. Um, but luckily here at the Emporium, it couldn't be cozier and warmer and nicer and spicier than looking into your beautiful face. Um, and I was wondering, as we approach the Love and Chocolate Festival, that um, is, is capitalism's joy. <laughs> Got to have a chocolate <laughs> festival every few weeks, otherwise capitalism will fail. Um, I was wondering if you had any recommendations for... The lovely witches out there. Well, absolutely. So, yeah, and I am one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this particular holiday and, yeah. you know, sort of the external pressures that are put on us to conform to certain heteronormative patriarchal standards, uh, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just seen him. I, I'm very lucky that I've gotten to a place in my life as I've gotten older where I can just say screw it to a lot of those things and just mm. not, you know, and discover that I'm much happier not letting them direct my life. But I know it's mm. hard to get there as well. It's very challenging. Um so I would love to recommend a product today. This is actually a candle. Uh, it's not Ooh. something you consume. It's something you light, mm-hmm. and then the fragrance that fills your space uh, will help evoke certain feelings. So I call it the candle of inner light, 
And Mm. this is when things start to feel heavy. Those external pressures start Mm. to feel, you can, you know, that feeling when like you can feel it on your shoulders and in your chest and just this weight of all the things like, oh gosh, I don't want to talk to this relative because they're going to be making a fuck (laughs) over my love life. All of my friends are posting on social media about all these, you know, things that are happening over the holiday, which usually a lot of them are just for show anyway, but Mm. they still affect us. So light your candle of inner light and to start to like take some nice deep breaths in and sit in your space and you'll just feel a release of just sort of, Mm. it's fine, you're fine, it's fine, everything is good. It'll just give Mm. you a bit of a break. Of course, none of us can, you know, escape these things all the time everywhere, but it gives you it gives you a time, just a break from all of that, mm. that pressure. Uh, so you can just feel feel yourself and do what you love to do for yourself in that time. Mm. So what you're saying is that Valentine's Day doesn't make everyone feel good. Shockingly, <laughs> Shockingly I, I, yeah. This is what I'm hearing for the first time. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine? Yes. No, it's a horrifying hellscape that we should all be released from. (laughs) I think it's terrible. Um, Well, along that vein of of self-love, again, reminding any adult uh, adult customers of the Emporium that we do have the, the section behind the curtain at the back for any self-love needs, no judgment. And, um, it's, it's more along those lines. This is actually going to be an ongoing subscription service for any witches that feel that they would like this, and it could be useful for all sorts of occasions. Um, if you are in the world as a, as a footloose and fancy-free individual, unencumbered, unchained by the, the ball and chain of a relationship. Ooh, I am very down. much listening to this one. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if your feet are so footloose and fancy that you just can't find shoes to fit, then this is the sack subscription for you. So in this sack... When one of these special holidays comes up, the perfect present for you in that moment, the gift that you wish a partner would find, the Uh, gift that you would love for somebody to know that you really wanted will just turn up. And then when you go to parties and everyone's talking, you can say, and you don't have to say who it's from, or you could say, I gifted myself with this beautiful, wonderful thing, and that you deserve to gift yourself whatever you need, whenever you need it. And if other people want to brag about the mangy flowers that their husband bought <laughs> from the garage because you told them and they were 50% off, you can, you can say, Brenda, that's lovely. And I, I'm genuinely happy and I want Brenda to be happy. But I think Brenda deserves this sack of surprises. Subscription service available. So if you would like just a lovely gift on a special occasion and you want to just gift yourself because you deserve it, then please, the sack of surprises is for you. Um, oh, that is I, delightful. I, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's an important... 
And also just we do have a generalized, and this is just a generalized, this isn't for specifically for um, for the, the Valentine's fervor season as we're heading into, I think of it as a fever dream, Valentine's. Everything's red and pink. It's a bit like you're inside someone's like oovula. You know, <laughs> like, so just the poncho protection. Um, this is just a general thing that we always have in the store for any any seasonal situations. You can just pop it on and then, you know, it just dulls the world. It's a bit like the cone of silence, but it's less it's less specific. You know, you can still talk to people. They'll still know you're there. But it'll just make her the pointed nonsensical <laughs> comments. All you'll hear is la da 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 just you know something like that just me and you'll just be able to smile pleasantly and and then just let like any poncho it'll just wash off you yeah and this also works i should say it also the poncho also works very well for those christmas displays that pop up like oh. the end of october that kind of thing when you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, God, not yet. No. Um, yeah. yeah it, it can work yeah. for multiple situations holidays that kind of thing just, yeah. yeah just just really blurs the world out a little bit and it just makes mm-hmm. things wash off you so that you're just not noticing quite how ghastly capitalism is <laughs> i guess we could also call it the anti-capitalism uh poncho because it has a little yeah. bit a little bit of that that side effect but yeah that doesn't alliterate so we went with the poncho yeah. protection we have, yeah, we have the, to have the good name <laughs> if you can alliterate legally you must yes <laughs> especially if you're doing a product like you must if there can be a pune <laughs> you've got to get it in there absolutely and uh, oh something else that i would definitely recommend um these are behind the curtain these are for grown up the grown up <laughs> times um but these are the self love chocolates mm. um and these these are these are very powerful these are only for adults um and obviously and only, only consume one at a time as well <laughs> one at a time yeah there was that one, oh i don't even want to think about that one time where they that lady well, we, had, we had to do just, a little, little after aftercare ooh. for that person yeah 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 the when things are ending up where they shouldn't be and there's things touching things that you don't want to touch just please read the label please i just if i beg of you um but yeah whatever that means to you um in the safety of your of your own personal space just one of these little little melted chocolates will bring you many hours of uh satisfaction which is more than most humans can say (laughs) 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 yeah no batteries required which is also great sometimes you know in a power cut or something um yeah any anything else you would like to recommend for the love lawn or the those with an excess of love perhaps the people with too many suitors who knows I know that's true. Yeah, we may have people with all all spectrum of uh, concerns for this holiday. Yeah, um, gosh, maybe a, sta- I- a stamina pill for for the, uh, our polyamorous listeners who maybe have m- multiple loves that they must keep happy, which is something <laughs> that we must. You know, we've got to take take everyone into account. So, yeah, if you if you need any stamina starters, we also have those uh, behind the curtain if you require them. <laughs> I will also say too, when it comes to self love, like nothing is more important than sleep. For like, it does so much <gasps> for you being able so to. True. 
um, really just get into the right mindset, right? Mm-hmm. We all know when we're not sleeping right. That's when all the chaos starts to happen in our minds. Um, so I do also oh, just yeah. want to toss out there, we do have uh, the pillow of immediate sleep, where oh. as soon as your head touches it, you're out. Now, again, mm. you have to be prepared for this. Don't just like casually flop down on your bed because then you're <laughs> for a while. Um, you yeah. want to be ready for bed before you pull out this yeah. pillow. But if you want to be taking care of yourself and be in a good you know, position to go out there and spend time with people that you want to spend time with for the holiday, um, mm. yeah, check out, check out our pillow of immediate sleep. So you make sure you're rested, you're feeling good, you're good looking suggestion. good, all those things. Yeah. I, I love that. You always just really get to the root. I, you always see to the heart of things. I love that. And also, we do have a timer function um, on the on the uh, pillow of immediate sleep. So, you know, you can set the time. People forget that. that you can, otherwise, it is set to 14 hours. So that can be problematic or not. You know, for me, not. <laughs> yes, as with all of our products, make sure you follow directions, mm-hmm. use responsibly. Use um, very yeah. carefully, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wouldn't recommend the uh, the chocolates and the pillow together because then you're just missing a whole fun evening. <laughs> so oh, then, yeah, just... then you've just wasted your chocolate money. <laughs> yes. so. No one's got chocolate money to waste. Let's face it. And now this. <laughs> yeah, so we thought it would be good for the Weird Sisters to share some of their own thoughts this week. We've been uh, talking about other people's thoughts previous mm. weeks when it comes to romance. Uh, but with a holiday like this, because we have such different you know, perspectives that we can bring mm-hmm. to this because you've been married for a very long time. <gasps> um, and I am... Uh, I am happily single. Footloose and fancy free, baby. (laughs) That is me. (laughs) And I do think it's important to acknowledge because holidays like this, again, are so wrapped into Mm. capitalism and all these market forces trying to make you feel all kinds of ways uh, in order to profit from it. Because, right, if, you know, according to capitalism, if only you were smarter and thinner <laughs> and more successful at all these things, you would just have the most amazing white life that you could possibly ever have. Yeah. Whiter. Yeah. All those things. <laughs> and uh, the reality, of course, is that that is ridiculously untrue, yeah. but it's very, very hard to, especially when you grow up surrounded by these things. And a lot of it does get reinforced by family who often love us a great deal, but mm-hmm. you're still getting asked the questions of the, so how's the dating life or when are we getting married or all mm. these kinds of things, um, which fortunately I have discovered if you get old enough, everybody just stops asking <laughs> you about that kind of thing because they're, they're, they're too embarrassed to be like, what is going on yeah. with you? Yeah. But I do have the experience of being, you know, literally every other, you know, cousin of mine. You know, I have a large family. I have a lot of cousins. Every single one of them has gotten married and had kids. Okay. And so, you know, for a long time, there was this feeling of being this outsider, like, what's wrong with me that I can't figure out this thing. Yeah. And a lot of that was a lot of that was in my twenties and, you know, where you're, again, you're feeling all these pressures to conform to a certain way. I think but it's the cool fascinating having standards is, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
there is that. And I will say, like, I am also like demisexual. So oh. for me, I need to have that emotional yeah. connection to really feel like attracted to mm. somebody. So for me, it's not like I'm not going to see somebody across the room and be like, ooh, like for me, that's <laughs> just not, I need to know the person yeah. <laughs> because I'm, you know, yeah. emotion and connection is important to me. Intelligent so, and human. <laughs> yeah, shockingly. Yeah. But the funny thing is that I, it ended up being such a good thing for me. I'm so yeah. grateful now that I didn't, you know, end up meeting anybody for these, these periods of time because I would have done the traditional marriage kids route because I just felt like that was what yeah. I was supposed to do. Yeah. And it was only once I was older that I asked myself the question, do I want this? Yeah. And it, it was such a, it was a really mind blowing moment when I actually asked myself the question, do I actually want yeah. this? Yeah. And it was like, you know what? I don't think I do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, love, I love being an aunt. I love having a niece and nephew and I love, you know, and I'm, I'm very open to relationships. I'm not like anti-relationship. <laughs> if I meet somebody who meets my very high standards, yeah. great, but I'm not going to be with somebody just to be with somebody mm. just to fulfill this, you know, yeah. arbitrary standard. And I just like the amount of freedom that I have in my life oh, yeah. now, the, you know, like the, I have so many close platonic mm. friendships. I have, you know, I have friends I travel with. I get to have all these experiences with. I'm not like, there's nothing I'm not doing just mm. because I don't have a partner. You know, you learn to go out to eat by yourself and yeah. have different experiences <laughs> by yourself. And it's, you know what? It's fine. Nobody yeah. cares if no. you're at a restaurant by yourself. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nope. They're all just so focused on themselves. Yeah, they really so are. So I just wanted, I wanted to share that for people who might be in that place where they're still feeling, you know, and it's okay to want those things. It's absolutely okay to want them and to be, you know, frustrated if you haven't found them yet. But I would also just offer you, you know, ask yourself, do you really want it because you want it mm. or because you've been told you want it? What other things can you do to fulfill yourself and find that satisfaction in your life? You know, our, our culture puts romantic love on a pedestal. And I yeah. think that causes so much trouble for people because they decide this one person has to be my world. Exactly. And they they lose parts of themselves in that process. Yeah. And so just like, just it's something to think about. It's totally okay to want those things, but it's also okay to not want them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we have to, you know, acknowledge there are aromantic people, asexual people. Yep. There's a lot of people out there in all kinds of spectrums who this is just not going to work. This societal standard of romance is not going to work for them. And that's absolutely okay. Um, so there's all... my little soapbox message yeah, for my corner. It's almost impossible. Romantic yeah, yeah. I, I agree with like as somebody who's been in a relationship for 29 years with the same person, I agree with absolutely everything you just said. Um, <laughs> I got really lucky, honest, honestly, and, and even Stevens acknowledged that like if I hadn't have met him, the chances of me meeting a chap that I could stand for any length of time were reasonably <laughs> low. Um, he's a very unusual person and a very unusual member of his gender. Um, he's one of those people that sort of happens to be male rather than is, is it's his identity kind of thing. He's always been like me, a bit of an outsider, somebody who never quite fit in and 
and I just adored him from minute one. And, you know, I always thought he was beautiful and wonderful. But we met in February um, in 1994, 95, no, 95. And this year we've been together 29 years. And we... I don't think I've ever celebrated Valentine's Day once because it really annoyed us because our anniversary is in February. Valentine, everything's oh, expensive, yeah. everything's booked out, everything's overpriced. And then there's all this chintzy crap that's like, love, 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 which just feels gross. So we kind of went the other way and ended up like avoiding <laughs> celebrating because it just felt like we were celebrating something we didn't like or care about. But we do, you know, we'll have a nice meal at home or because we are very home bods as well. Like we lived on the farm for 12 years, isolated, you know, to some degree. Um, it, I don't feel and, and it's always been a little bit strange to me in the same way that you've just described, like the, the what people think heterosexual relationships are like. I never felt that that was kind of us. I always mm -hmm. felt we were weird and we did things weird and you know my husband respects me so that's weird <laughs> it's not because we didn't have reasons and circumstances yeah. and moments where you're just like i can't like things to just feel too hard and move into another country moving into on a farm all of these different things like we've had a lot of different pressures but at the end of it we were always just willing to do whatever the work was to to just stay together i think you have to decide if you're going to be in a relationship with someone you just have to be on the same team and that's always been our attitude is that we're a team and we don't sort of mess about with that really we just back each other up and that's a lot of work it's really hard and what i think a lot of people think a relationship is is a wedding day but it isn't that's a party it, it's mm -hmm. a relationship is deciding yeah and and Stephen has literally carried me over a landslide in Nepal when I had altitude sickness and they thought they had to chopper me out you know like he's he's done genuinely like awesome and heroic things um and he's always been my yeah. greatest champion and I think you can it's not to say that you can't call people on their nonsense and, and call people out, but sometimes you also have to recognize, like, the thing that I always think to myself that works for me is I always think, does this person I love and who I know is devoted to me and who has walked literally up mountains with me and for me and has children with me, do I really think he's trying to say I'm fat? Or do I really think he's trying to say I'm unintelligent? Do, is that what I think he means? Because sometimes we can get into this story in our own head of like, oh, you're saying this yeah. and you're saying that. And, and that's what we're hearing, but that's not what they're saying. And something I thought about <laughs> recently because I turned, not to brag, half 100. <laughs> I know. I have literally been alive for half a century. Just, uh, just a little bit of a brag there. Pretty pleased with myself. Um, Something that I, I realized, and it was, we were in Cape Breton, which is somewhere I genuinely wanted to go since childhood. I had wanted to go there since I was about eight, I think. John Craven's News Round must have done something on Cape Breton, and I was like, I must go there. So it was a big deal. I was going to Cape Breton for my 50th, 
And there was this wonderful moment where we were driving through a literal, literal tropical storm. The, the waves were crashing on the cliffs. There was sea mist. It was dramatic and beautiful. The clouds were low. And he put a, a, a playlist on of like Clanad and Enya. And I just burst into tears because it was all just yeah. too beautiful. I couldn't contain how beautiful it was inside my body. There was just nowhere for it all to go. And it was the fact that this person had driven five hours the day before and then drove seven hours around and there's times where this, my partner is not strong in certain areas, yeah. you know, and we have to accept that we all have gifts, we all have weaknesses. And the nice thing is when you can fit your strengths and weaknesses kind of together and be like, oh, you're not great at that, but I'm pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. So- yeah, I just, I did want to, I did want to sort of add just listening to you talk about this and sort of trying to sort of bring us uh, around a little, a little later. My nonsense, <laughs> no, which is quite right. No, not at all. No, I, you, have, you have such good stories. I but, love you. You know, it just makes me think I was, um, I was actually writing some thoughts down about uh, self-worth and relationships because of a show I had been watching mm-hmm. and it was just making me think about things and sort of this idea that you shouldn't be in relationship just because you think it'll make you feel like you matter, Mm. but who you are in relationship with romantic or platonic should absolutely make you feel like you matter. Absolutely. I think that's the key thing is, you know, do they, do they make you feel like you matter in your, your life or when they come into the room, like the, like you're saying, do you light up or Mm. do you, do you cringe inside when they come in? Because then maybe, maybe being alone isn't as awful as you think it is because again, of all these messages, there's a lot of cases where honestly, like there's a, such a freedom if they're not, if they're not going to bring that sense of, you know, yeah. Yeah. Lighting up when they come into the room that they're there for me, that you acknowledge you have challenges, Oh, but if you don't, that it's a net benefit to having them in your life. That's that's it. Exactly. It's, but I was thinking about like, how could I advocate for a relationship knowing how hard it is? Like, what is it mm-hmm. that made it worth it for me to stay in a relationship with somebody for 30 years, aside from the children, which is a big part of our lives, is that there are some deal breakers in there that mm-hmm. make, even if there's other bits that aren't great, for me, the deal breakers were the things, the, the loyalty, the kindness, the lack of cruelty, you know, just not yeah. being, not being unkind. I, I'm always shocked when I read things about my husband said this, my husband, my dad has a great phrase, which is really applicable for this, which is how's he going to say that with an ax in his head? <laughs> That's a really great <laughs> phrase. <laughs> my dad being actually weirdly a big feminist and he's constantly talking about, I meet these great women and then they're married to these idiots. Like why are they married to these donkeys? They're saddled with these awful guys. And I think if you're not, it's like having children, um, which is why I'm a big proponent of of choice, is that it's hard. To do a good job is hard, hard work. It's rewarding and wonderful, like any hard work and anything that's worth doing. But if you don't love it, the hard work isn't worth it. I know, (laughs) sisters. But I think everything that you've said is equally applicable 
inside a, any relationship, whether that's a relationship with a, a partner or a friend or a child, you have to have the same concern about dignity and humanity. And the thing that I now do, which I didn't do, is kind of put my own well-being into the mix as well, which I think is something that you have to learn to do. Absolutely. And that is a beautiful note to end this conversation on. (laughs) You saucy minx. And now, some more of this. Chapter 3 The faint sound of the town clock marking the hour drifted unencumbered through the deepening indigo light. It was strange to hear the familiar sound from so far off, giving the girl a brief thrill of excitement as she moved through the deep woodlands that encircled the town. Although she had explored every nook and cranny of the town itself, the girl mostly restricted herself to places where voices could be heard and the hope of help was nearby. Here, outside the world of people, the blue night encircled everything, rendering the world pleasantly monochrome. The further they travelled through the woods, the further away the sounds of human habitation became. Something in the girl fell away. Here, outside of the rules and order of a society she did not understand her part in, she was free. There was no fear of a cuff around the ear or an angry voice telling her she didn't belong. Instead, she moved through the forest like one of its own treading softly on the earth, but feeling the cool soil soothing her through the balls of her feet. Deep in this reverie, the girl almost missed the cottage ahead of her. It wasn't a place that was familiar, but as she watched carefully from behind a thick bush, Jessamine seemed to know the owners very well. Joyful female voices rang out as a bright square of golden light emerged in the darkness and was quickly extinguished by the closing door once more. Wondering if she should make her way back to town, the girl instead made a resting place for herself on the branch of a tree, balancing her bony body along the limbs and resting her back against the upright trunk. Watching the cottage through half-closed lids, her mind began to weave in and out of the sounds of the forest, listening for the gentle rustles and calls of the nighttime animals. In the arms of the oak tree, She began to relax and slumber, the sand of the minutes and hours sifting dreamily away from her. The hooting of an owl close by woke her. Used to sudden waking, the girl stayed perfectly still, but her eyes widened to see a bright white owl sitting patiently at her feet. It shifted back and forth a little, weaving its head from side to side as if talking to her. Hello there, she found herself saying, as she looked deep into its mystical and intelligent eyes. In response, the owl took flight, its wings unfurling and gliding, without any seeming effort, to a tree nearby. The cottage beyond was dark. Only a small thread of smoke wafting from the chimney gave any signs of life. The stranger had either left while she slept or was staying for the night, leaving the girl stranded in the woods without a guide home. As this worrying thought passed through her mind, the owl hooted again, gliding to another tree slightly further down the imperceptible track that led to the cottage in the woods. Shimmying quickly down the tree, the girl began to follow the bird as it flew from tree to tree, looking behind to see if she was following 
and then on it went. She was surprised by how short a walk it seemed back to town. The woods had encompassed a peace that seemed unimpeachable, a quiet impossible to disturb, but soon the bright white figure of the owl was perched upon the outer wall of the town, watching the girl with unblinking eyes as she made her way along the now well-trodden path and back to the familiar bricks and mortar she knew so well. The owl regarded her as she stood at the outer wall. Somehow she felt that there was something expected of her. Um, thank you, said the girl to the owl, feeling it was somewhat foolish but necessary for the dignity of the creature who had aided her. With a nod and a screech that did not seem unfriendly, the owl took flight again and sailed on silent wings until its form was swallowed by the now inky darkness. All this rolled through the mind of the girl as she stood leaning against the benches at the front of the town hall, with only mice for company. Who was this mysterious woman? And why was she here of all places? Chewing on her lip in concentration, she nearly missed the parchment note laid on the front bench, a ribbon tied around it, making it stand out from the well-used wood it sat on. Not sure what it was. The girl was shocked at first to see the name on the outside of the missive. To my shadow. Although she couldn't know... The girl knew this was meant for her. Since she had laid eyes on the stranger, she had felt some kind of connection with her, something that fascinated and drew her in. Most people in her limited but also broad experience were just there. They lived their lives as they were meant to, rarely stepping outside of the bounds of what was expected. Without knowing how, the orphan girl knew that this woman was different. With shaking hands, she untied the bow of the ribbon and read on. Since we seem to have interest in common, I would be delighted if you would join me for tea this evening. I am staying at the Salty Sailor, as you know, and will be happy to welcome you at dusk. I suspect we have much to discuss. With kind regards, J. Nordlander. And we'll learn more about that another time. This podcast was recorded, produced, written by and acted by Emma Thompson-Jones and Kate Ostergren. I loved that when you were like... I love that. It was so profesh. <laughs> it was like, ooh. <laughs> I love seeing how close we're getting to 1130. And I was like, oh no, we have to like. Oh yeah, we're really, yeah, we're really cutting it tight. I was like, we'll have loads of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was lovely. I thought that was a very nice conversation. I would like to listen to that. I'll, um. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna pause one sec because my husband, who I'm just saying nice things about, fucking turned the music off really loudly upstairs like a tosser. Oh no. Steven! I'm recording! (laughs) Love him.
<laughs> that's fucking no, nice. no, I want that to be in the bloopers. First screening. I'm recording. Go, go, go. You don't have to stay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.